Hey, it's Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that we recorded on March 6th, 2018. We dive into a little bit of gear and talk about the NASA-inspired sleeping bag from L.L. Bean. We also talk about the new diamond grip from Yak Tracks, and finish the show up by talking about the importance of getting rid of the disposable plastic straw. All that and more on this episode of The Daily Outdoor. Enjoy. What day is today? Tuesday. What's that? Where did that noise come from? Do you like that? No, it's like a chipmunk I'm who's dying in your mouth. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is Nick from 50 Campfires. And Cliff from 50 Campfires. Welcome to the Daily Outdoor. You're there, you're back here again. Hi. You're watching back. this thing again. I'm really happy for them. You know what else? They found peace you know in their else life. Is, you know what else is happy? Happy National no, Oreo. Why do you do this to me? Happy National Oreo Day. Mm-hmm. That's a good campsite snack. Favorite Oreo. I easy, mean, easy. Double this stuff. No. no. The best Oreo that they should have figured out decades ago. Really? Yes. Are the thin Oreos? Oh, mint. Oh yeah. Thin Oreo with mint flavor. What's your favorite milk? Oreo? That's what I want to know. All these other flavors that they That's keep what I coming out know. with. Original. Oh. Bill loves the original. Well, funny you should say that, Bill. That original cookie of that oh, style man. is not an Oreo. What is it? It's the Hydrox. Oh. Camera Jeff knows. Hydrox knows really got the short end of the stick there. They came out in 1908. They didn't patent it? No, Trademark like everyone it? pretty much, no, they did. But everyone seems to agree in retrospect now that Hydrox is an awful name for a cookie. Well, it sounds like a detergent. That's what that's, that's what it is, though. Their inspiration yeah. for that was hydrogen and oxygen, which they thought would communicate uh, purity. Yes. Jeff Vaughn is in complete agreement that the mint is the, the best. The, it's the thin Oreo. It's mint thins. They've, I've tried, and I've tried all of them. Oh, Brian says don't mess with the classic. But oh, man. They come out with a strawberry, and they came out with a Nutella, and they've come out with a birthday cake. Can they do have, have a bunch of them. Have you had the ones with the Pop Rocks in them? Not yet. What? Oh, they make them with Pop Rocks in I'm the white that. filling. I'm into that. And uh, I want I want. You want to be into it, but as you... <laughs> but it's I can't get into it. It's too much. Well, the problem is, is I like to chew Oreo cookies. I don't like to chew Pop Rocks. So you're combining two things that just... I, I consume I them differently. You a real problem on your hands I there. consume them differently. <laughs> oh. well, then what happened was everyone, and I, I've thought this before too. I've, I've Ooh, been, Chris this, also agrees that the mint thins are the bomb. I've Thank been at you. the store and been like, Hydrox Finally, or generic Oreos. They're not. They They're still the make, whole originals. Do they still make Hydrox? No. they. I think in okay. 1999, they kind of went away when they were purchased by Sunshine or some other huge hmm. conglomerate. Yeah. Hydrox. It's all in the name. It's a sad day. Terrible, terrible name. And then Oreo comes along. (laughs) Sandwich cookies. Then Oreo comes along four years later, makes the exact same cookie, and describes their cookie as two beautifully embossed chocolate-flavored wafers (laughs) with the rich cream filling. Wow. Of course you want to eat that instead of a Hydrox. Uh Sorry, Hydrox. Didn't work out for you. Oh, well, it's cool. Whatever. All right, so you've got a couple things you want to talk about I got a couple things that I think are pretty interesting. Hang on. Have you had the mini Oreos? No. They make a bag I of, think they're delicious. Oh, see, they make a bag of mini Oreos that they dip in fudge. Really? Or they make them plain as well, but I had the fudge dip ones. 
Do I need to eat more Oreos? Is that what's <laughs> well, Oreos, is that what we're figuring out here? What I'm just always. What I'm, what, always. The, the answer is always yes. The conclusion I've come to is that you're celebrating National Oreo Day, even though you don't have a firm stance on the different genre of Oreo. I don't even have an Oreo here. I should look up this National Day thing before I drive to work in the morning. Blue Bell I mint chocolate chip I could have swung into the gas station on the corner sure. and got some Oreos. You should have got the thin ones. Yeah, I've, I've even had the. Salted, I don't doubt that they're the best. I've even had the salted caramel Oreos, and I love salted caramel. With that flavor of Oreo, it's not really caramel; it's like butterscotch. Plus, you're while well, you're mixing it with that dark cookie wafer flavor. Do you know the difference between butterscotch and caramel? No, Jeff, do not. Oh, I like this. The difference between butterscotch and caramel: you make them both the same way. Butterscotch is made with brown sugar. Caramel is made with white sugar. Really? Yeah. They're oh. both delicious. Yeah, well, there's my there's my. Unuseful <laughs> tip of the day for you. Thanks, Cliffy. Not as unuseful as the National Oreo Day. So, no. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago now, three, four years ago, uh, there was this picture that went around online of a hand holding a, a, a something they were calling aerogel. And it looked, you can kind of see through it's it, it's kind of weird looking. And NASA uh, developed it. NASA? NASA developed well, they it. They just said NASA. No, and it is, uh, it's the, it still is, it's the world's lightest solid. What's it, what's it called? Aerogel. Aerogel. Yeah. Is the world's lightest solid? Yeah. It's just really weird. Gel is a solid? Really weird stuff. Wow. Is it used in tennis shoes? They don't, they, they can't really figure out what to use it for until, so uh, Primaloft is a type of insulation that's is now in uh, the first sleeping bag that they partnered with L.L. Bean, and Primaloft figured out how to use it in such a way. They're calling it Primaloft Gold? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And so L.L. Bean has a 20-degree uh, bag. Ordinarily, a 20-degree bag is like close to three pounds, and this one is one pound 15 ounces with the, this new Aerogel Primaloft filling. I'm super into what you're talking about right now. However, it reminds me of a conversation that we had earlier, or actually last summer. Okay. Which was how they rate sleeping bags. Yeah, I still think and I still I, think we should get into this game. So I would love to know your opinion. So people are brands, not people, brands rate sleeping bags based on a wide variety. There's a scientific method. However, we've both stayed in like 30 degree bags that when it's gotten to be 40 degrees out, we're yeah. already cold. Yeah, not comfortable. So I want to know how they rate sleeping bags. And I was I think we should be the guys that get to the bottom of this to put our own rating on a sleeping bag. Like they claim it's a 20 degree Primaloft gold, even though I've never tried this L.L. bean bag. Sure, sure, but sure, But it's sure. really comfortable down to 38. Don't you think there'd be, cause like we put some, I put some thought into this. Like wouldn't, wouldn't it be that hard to build some sort of climate controlled box? Don't you think? Run, sounds like a lot of Run work. some temperature sensors into it. Does it, anybody we know have a climate control box that we can just borrow for a little bit? Does anyone know <laughs> who has the educational background so um, I think you guys are the guys that do it. <laughs> to I help us build this. Camera and Jeff. I, I, I mean, I think that if you if you built it in a way that everybody agreed was legit and was scientific, even if it cost five grand to make the whole, put the whole thing together, I think you could start to develop a catalog of sleeping bag ratings on, we could on the website. That'd be really interesting yep. to people. So uh, I'm just going to jump to Chris Macri's uh, question about the best two-room tent based on price and ease of setting up. He's getting off topic, but that's okay. 
I'm distracted. You guys are allowed to get off topic. You can talk about anything in the comments. So the question is, our opinion, a great two-room tent that's easy to set up. Sure. I already know. Well, yeah, we've been sleeping in that Nemo. We're huge fans of Nemo's. Nemo, Wagon Top, the eight-person Nemo, I can set up by myself. Yes. Like, no problem. Yep. Can take it down by myself. It's it's you know it's really funny. Look at this. Every f- time it's time to set it up or take it down, you seem to be in the bathroom. Sometimes I have this. <laughs> sometimes I I, sh- I shower when you guys are breaking camp. Oh, sometimes that's, that's how that goes down. That's it's really true. really strange. And I come out all caffeinated and feeling oh, great. And I'm all sweaty and putting away a towel. <laughs> I would say, what's the name, Chris? Yeah, Chris. Check out. Chris the, is our guy, anyways. Man. I would check out the four P wagon top. Depends how many people you're looking to accommodate. Well, if he's looking for, we, we, we've written plenty of about this as well. If you are looking for a tent for two people, you don't get a two-person tent. No. You get a four-person tent. That's correct. Yes. I get a four-person tent just for myself. I did a river trip one time where I wanted to chart my new two-person backpacking tent. And when I finally put it up in the evening, my buddy was like, really? <laughs> like, is this really what you, really? I have to sleep in with you? It's a cool vibe. We had to sleep head to toe because it was too tight. It was... All right, so Primilov Gold is a NASA ingredient. Yeah, it's cool. That, that LL Beans incorporated this. Yeah, thing. I think it's interesting. I posted the link below. Just I think it's cool that they, they shaved almost a full pound off of a 20-degree bag. So, mm. you know, Owen, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, who hiked the Appalachian Trail, someone, yeah. in that, someone in that situation, that makes a huge difference. Sure. Huge difference. So Cool. Yeah, that's quite a bit. So then um, I have uh, what I think could be used as a street weapon. Oh, boy. We were just talking. I was wondering why you we brought just... brass knuckles to a uh, internet fight, but go on. <laughs> we were just talking about that. So you guys probably know about Yak Tracks. They've been around for quite a while. They, um, they for a couple years, they just had, the, everyone's probably seen them. They have those, the little wrap, the little steel thing wrapped around just a piece of rubber. Sorry, I don't want And that was their, like, original product. And they started to kind of branch out. Um, they have kind of, they go, they go all the way up Sue to... Sue Halpern says she always has the best bed in the tent. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to acknowledge that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they've, they've gotten kind of a lot wider with their lines. So they have ones that are approaching like straight up crampons. These are like very... I'm sure they're very functional, but I'm scared of them. These are aggressive. Yes. I love these. So these are the, these are the Yak Tracks Diamond Back. No, Diamond wait. Grip. Diamond Grip. Yep. Yak Tracks Diamond Grip. And... Like you got that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at how that thing spins. So, Give so, it a little spin. so, so the reason the reason that spins is because that prevents snow from building up. Because they're they're always constantly turning oh, around. Oh, so they're brushing themselves off. Exactly. I like that. And it's like a little. They're sharp. They're pretty sharp. Yeah, I don't want to touch them. It's like a little jack, and so they grip in every single direction, which is pretty cool. And then and that's, they probably don't twist either, like some of those kind of spring coiled ones. And then it's aircraft grade uh, steel cable is what is what's this. I'm I'm scared of them. They're they're intense. Yeah. Now we were saying earlier, like I don't know how you'd hold it if you were gonna like, you know. I'd wrap it around my finger. That's just, then... <laughs> if you had a glove on, yeah. If you had a glove on, and I'm kind of coming you at you. Get out of here with that. That assumes that I'm fast enough to get it off the bottom of my boot, though, right? I don't see it coming. Boy, you're going to get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so someone's running at me across the lake. I think I run away. I don't someone's think I, running I don't, at me across the lake. I don't think I take lake. both of these off and stand my ground. No. <laughs> I think I turn around and run. 
Oh boy, I'm pretty into <laughs> so, that. So, um, these are, I mean, these are really well made. These are pretty, these are pretty that, great. Is it a rivet? Yeah, it's a rivet. So the 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 cheapest ones that Yak Track has, sorry Yak Track, but they are, they, I would say they're only made for like occasional use. I've worn out several pairs of them. Okay. Because um, they eventually that it'll start to wear through the rubber on the bottom. Sure. Um, I, I don't think that you're going to have that issue here. No. I think you're going to get quite a few years. Do you out have of any this. idea what these retail for? Something like this? Forty-five bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yep. Could you walk across your uh, hardwood floor in these? I wouldn't say. I would say don't do that. Yeah. No. It's probably a good idea. Unless you're trying to uh, age it, give it kind of a vintage look. A, a patina look. A patina look. Then you could do that. You put an ad on Craigslist. I'll come patina your floors for you. It'll be really stylized. If you're spending the day on the ice. Yeah. Anytime, if you just eat it and fall on your hip on the ice, but you'd pay $45 to go back in time and have that not happen. Uh, can you demonstrate the ease of putting those on, Clint? Yeah. Did someone say that? Yeah. No, I'm just asking you because I like to give you a heart. Yeah, of course someone asked for that. With the box. I'll have to hide your comment, sorry. There we go. Oh, that was it. like a... Oh, look at that. Look at that action. That was like a five-second put-on. There's nothing to it, dude. That was pretty cool. This is the large, and they're comfortable on my smaller feet. I think they would stretch out to, I don't know if you'd need XLs. I think I'd probably need an XL. You think so? If, it, if a large fits you? Yeah. Yeah. These are pretty cool. Yeah. But they're pretty easy. You know, you're talking about ice. I'm actually very excited that uh, winter's almost over. Are you really? This last weekend was official ice off for uh, ice fishing houses from the, the, lower, southern, half the of southern half of Minnesota. Minnesota, which means that winter's about to come to a close, even though it's snow. We had a we just got pounded with snowstorm yesterday. I can see the end. I was blowing snow this morning at quarter to seven. I was shoveling, getting a workout. Must be nice to have one of those machines to I do all just, the work for you. It was awesome. I was just I thought that beard meant put you some were, headphones oh, on. Authentic outdoorsman. It was oh. great. Ooh. It was great. Did you do anything worthy of note this last weekend, Nick, that you could share with the people that are still, for some reason, sitting in front of their computer I like watching people. you talk? These are some of my favorite people. That's true. Um, yeah, I had my mother's 70th birthday. That's right. Yeah, we went out to eat. We had brunches. It was it was very cool. You got real fancy, didn't I you? Got fancy. I got fancy. You got fancy in the limo. I rented a limo. It's my, <laughs> my mother's turning seventy. I think that's. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, it's cute. It's elegant. Yep. That's a that's a good move. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Anything of note? Um, not really. Yeah, you know not how really. I feel. If you didn't do anything exciting, don't tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I like that we hold that bar. Yeah. So I do have something else that I want to share with you that I've actually found a lot of importance in. Okay. And it is uh, disposable straws. Ah. So I've been working on a research paper for my eight-year with my eight-year-old son. Yes. On disposable straws. And I actually first became aware of this at the outdoor retailer show this last January okay. when uh, Clean Canteen gave me a aluminum straw, silicone-tipped aluminum straw to take with me. Mm. And I thought it was kind of silly. Okay. But uh, I'm learning more and more about this, and there's actually a movement happening right now. I yeah. went to a concert last week, and the musician refuses to play at any venues where they're using disposable straws. Good for him. 500 million disposable straws are used in the United States every day. That's crazy. Every day. And I, I actually take, 
I take uh, the straw. I don't like straws in the first place. I'm not a fan. I end up taking it out, and then they just goes into the garbage. Well, which is where it's going to go anyways, right? But right. Yes. So are you? So are you? Are you sharing the link of the? I'm sharing a link for. There's a company called The Last Plastic Straw. Okay. I don't even know if it's a company, but it's a it's an organization. Okay. That's capturing information and kind of trying to start this movement. Great. And we're not being paid by them. There's no association whatsoever. I yes. just think it's really important. And then I'm also sharing a link for the clean canteen straw that I was talking about. Okay. But if every straw that was used in the United States every year was put end to end, it would go around the earth two and a half times. Really? By the time my eight-year-old son is 39 years old, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. That's insane. Like That's insane. It's just like so gnarly. And so it's, it's, it's not, it's not I like, hate to, I don't want to make this show like my preaching box, my soapbox about whatever, but like, no, but it's I think an easy that, thing to fix. Right. And there, there are things that, that are absolutely, uh, you know, there, there are bipartisan issues about, I don't, I don't know how you would disagree with the fact that straws in the ocean is bad for the ocean. Right. Correct. Plastic, plastic floating around the ocean is bad. And you know what? Just what I saw a state that went in the other direction that I saw today, which I hopefully gets turned around. Okay. I love Michigan. Yeah. But they just banned the banning of plastic bags. Banned the banning? Really? It's a, yeah. You can't ban the plastic that's bag. What, that's what that just happened. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So hopefully that gets also oh. flip flop. Aaron at some just chimed in that Disney World uses cardboard straws. I actually oh, really? saw some other, so I posted that clean canteen link. Sure. I've also seen uh, wood straws, bamboo. Yeah. Uh, all silicone straws. And then there was a couple of companies that I saw this last winter at one of the shows that were making all sugar cane based straws. Okay. So, I mean, my wife is plastic very much, just doesn't break down. No, my wife is into vintage paper straws. Like she loves that whole scene. And we just well, that's just because your wife's a hipster. Then, she's a hipster, but then you just throw them in the in the fire at the cabin when for for making cocktails. Yeah, it's great. It's easy. Yep, it's awesome. So I just wanted to share those links. It's it's something that I've gotten a kind of a focus put back on in my life. I and, like it. Yeah, I'm gonna share it with you and you and your little fellas you. leading the charge. Forward, man. He's got a petition right now where he's trying to petition the mayor of the city that we live in, which I think is great. An eight-year-old trying to put together a petition. That's exactly to the go kind of thing free. that'll get some press, though. Do you think it's going to be successful? I think if I get behind it a little bit, give him some more. <laughs> give him some of your marketing mojo. Get mm-hmm. it going. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what we can do. Perfect. Yeah, but that's what I've got for you today. That's all I got to today, brother. Sweet. Well, we will be back on Thursday. Really appreciate all you folks on the internet spending a couple minutes with us. A couple minutes for what's happened in the outdoor space. I am Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. And we will see you guys on Thursday. Later. So what do you think? Are you going to give up the plastic straw? Are you going to spend the night in a sleeping bag that NASA helped design? We'd love to hear from you. Also, for more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, be sure to visit us at 50campfires.com. And don't forget, please subscribe and rate the Daily Outdoor Podcast. Thanks and see you next time.